This is a presentation of the Pitch Podcast Network. Hello. Hi there. My name is Patrick Moore. This is KC Top 5, a Kansas City listicle podcast. This is a show where we make lists about, you guessed it, Kansas City. We've got a great program for you today. We have Jeremy Danner. He is the self-proclaimed Kansas City on-premise specialist, and he is a brand ambassador for Four Hands Brewing Company. He's also one of the nicest people in the entire world, a great Twitter follow. I think at the pitch, he's won best Twitter profile like a bunch of times. He's a great dude. Also a big advocate for uh, pit bulls, which I love. My other guest is an old friend of mine, Mr. Wes Van Horn. I met him when I started doing stand-up at Stanford and Sons at the Legends. We became friends. He worked for Barkley. He worked for Jackstack. He lived in Kansas City for a long time. Right now, he's a social media dude for Mazda, and they're actually based out of here. But before stand-up comedy died, Wes was actually the most successful person that I knew who was kind of from my comedy class. I slept on his floor for the first month when I lived in Los Angeles. And in LA, Wes was a regular on the Josh Wolf Show, which was a talk show on CMT. I was also a groomsman in his wedding, where I did uh, too many edibles and had to leave the reception early and go to my hotel room and go to sleep. So that's, that's a fun fact. And today's show is a little different. Usually we just have everyone make their top fives ahead of time. And, you know, since we don't do a draft style, it allows for people to have the same things on their lists. But today is a little different. Jeremy didn't want to know the topic ahead of time, so he could kind of make his list in the moment. And since we picked our top five famous people from Kansas City, we did not allow repeats. Just because there are so many famous people from Kansas City... So that's the only difference with today. So if you're listening and you're wondering why you were talking about, well, you picked that, so I can't pick this, and you're like, well, that's not how the show works. Well, it is today. We did it a little differently. Hope you like it. Let me know what you think. Enjoy the show with Jeremy Danner, Wes Van Horn, KC Top 5, famous people from Kansas City. Jeremy, you wanted to be surprised about what we were doing, which I'm excited about. No one, everyone wants to prepare usually. I don't want to do that, yeah. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, so dude, today we're going to do top five famous people from Kansas City. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll just get into it. I'm going to start off with my number five. I don't think he's going to be on anyone else's list. It's uh, the author of The King of Sting. Oh, man. That's right. Former owner of Stanford and Sons Comedy Club, Mr. Craig Glazer. Uh, one of the worst people on earth, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you probably could have got him number one, but I might <laughs> just because uh, he deserves to be. He deserves to be that top spot in terms of giant pieces of shit. Just, yeah, number one piece of shit from Kansas City. Uh, that's a separate list, but yeah, he's gonna be my number five. For those that don't know, he's the former owner of the Stanford and Sons Comedy Club, of which there were there were several. He didn't pay rent in any of them, and he just kind of moved around. Right, couldn't seem uh, to couldn't seem to find a home. <laughs> <laughs> and then once he was somewhere, they didn't want to bring him back. You know, he wasn't right. never welcome back. Weird. Yeah, it turns out uh, people want to. <laughs> right. Once you bring your racism and prostitutes into an establishment, the, the owners <laughs> are quick to not let you back. Remember that article we read where uh, it was one of. Craig's dates was just throwing drinks at people. 
blowing smoke in people's faces <laughs> in the back of a comedy club. Just insane. Absolute insane behavior. You certainly yeah. voted for Donald Trump before he died. Right, right. And I and I feel like, you know, people say you shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but I think him and Rush Limbaugh were allowed to do whatever. We could say whatever we want because right. we heard them when they were alive and um, we heard enough. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, making fun of Craig is like making fun of Rush Limbaugh. It's fun. <laughs> right, it's fine. That's my number five. Wes, what is your number five? Okay, well, I have to make sure I get him because he's my he's my number one pick, but I have to make sure he's on my list. So um, I'm taking, if you know me, it's Don Cheadle. It's number one. I love I love me some Don Cheadle. Don uh, Cheadle, yes. Every, uh, just, he just always brings class and humor. And uh, I just, I love that. Uh, every time he shows up, it's it's a good sign. And a uh, huge fan of him uh, in, you know, all the Steven Soderbergh movies, Ocean's Eleven and Out of Sight and uh, House of Lies. He, he was great in and he's just great all the time and like little roles like like if you go back and you start watching stuff from like the early 90s he just like he shows up in like everything and it's um before he was like famous but he's got i quite just rewatched uh devil in a blue dress and he showed up in that yeah he's great in that love don cheadle i i watch black monday on showtime which is like an okay show but like i only watch it because don cheadle's on it right for sure for sure. So he's, I had to make sure uh, I snagged him because he's my, he's my, one of my favorite actors and uh, always a lot of fun. Out of sight. I mean, come on. He got nominated for an Oscar for, I think, was it just Hotel Rwanda, which I've not seen, honestly. Uh, yes, for Hotel Rwanda. And I, I don't think he got nominated for Crash, but he was also in um, Crash. Not the David Cronenberg, not the, not the fun one. <laughs> yeah. um, the weird one. But the, but the uh, unfortunate Brendan Fraser one. Coming back though. It's all okay. Everything's coming up, Fraser. I know. If, if we're lucky, fingers crossed. <laughs> Jeremy, what's your uh, number five pick, sir? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna cheat as well, um, especially since I didn't have a chance to prepare, and that's my own fault. I'm not I'm not blaming anyone, but I don't want mine to be taken. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Paul Rudd because I know somebody else is gonna say Paul Rudd for sure. For sure. Um, and well, one of my favorite reasons that he's from Kansas City is a personal one. Um, the the reference that he makes in uh, Anchorman regarding the names of his testicles. Um, <laughs> My my wife worked with and for James Westfall for eight years, and I got to know him. And it's um it's never not funny to talk to him about that and to hear him tell the story about uh, he didn't know that that Paul had done that in the movie. So Paul takes him to see the movie, and that scene comes up, and James is like, "What the fuck?" Um, <laughs> and and punches him while they're watching the movie. Um, and it, it's it's great because like I'll I'll never be able to get someone that good ever. Right. Yeah. I think that's... Like we we can mess with friends or like you know we can joke <laughs> about like you can we can make our friends a meme, but I could never name one of my my genitals after a friend in a movie ever. No. That's a, that's an amazing it's an amazing dunk on your buddy that can't be topped. I don't think it can't be outdone. I mean, he does other good stuff too, but like that's a, that's a really that's right. an awesome thing. You and did how there, close but... are you with Dr. Kenneth Noisewater? I just see. I don't know Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's. Uh, he's like a partner in McCoy's and uh, and Mickey's and in Charbro that I've never met. But uh, it's it's just so brilliant because the name the name James Westfall. When I tell people that you know bring up that movie to me when, when I talk about Kansas City, they're like, "Oh, that's not a real name." Of course, it's a real name, but but, but it sounds just unreal enough to not be a real name. That ties into my next pick. Then I'm gonna go with uh, Jason Sudeikis. Great, great, I uh, great pick. I just watched Ed Lasso. Just finished it um, this like last week, and it's. I mean, what a what a delight! What a just what a treat! Yeah, absolutely really delightful. Um, for sure, and he reps Casey hard. I love that barbecue shirt he wears at the show. That the like it's got like the like Arthur Gates whatever it's it's like Gates Arthur Bryant's 
Jack Stack. Yeah, and- I bought that shirt after watching the show and I, I should have worn it today. I'm wearing my Garozo shirt now from Charlie Hustle. Yeah, he rubs Casey hard in like everything he does, but for sure in that show, it's uh, it's everywhere. Yeah, he's and he's just, yeah, he's always been delightful. He used to come to Kansas City back in the day when they did like the improv festival at Crown Center and he would do like improv shows there. And uh, yeah, improv, not always enjoyable, but uh, some of the shows he did were a lot of fun. Like they did a show where they had um, local actors memorize monologues from dramatic plays and then improv actors came into the scenes not knowing what they were in. Watching him do that was, he was, he was great. He's actually really good at improv, it turns out. Improv is a lot like homebrew. Um, it's amazing or it's not. Right. Um, when it's done well, it's very yeah. good. But when it's not, it's... I've done quite a bit of improv and I've, I've been in my fair share of bad shows and there's something really beautiful about bombing and knowing you're bombing while you're bombing because you've completely modified the audience's expectations and you can tell they're so uncomfortable. And it's it's so amazing to look across, you know, look from the stage and you can see people that are clearly not enjoying themselves and knowing that you're having a, as terrible of a time as they are. Oh yeah. It's it's beautiful to bomb, man. Yeah, as a stand-up, yeah, very, very similar feelings. Um, yeah. And I've watched Pat bomb a bunch, so I know. <laughs> I know he's felt that before. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, and I don't have anyone to look around up there. I'm by myself. Bob. Yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm talking about looking at the audience members and acknowledging, like, yeah, oh, we're like, fucking dying up here, dude. Yeah. We know. I've ate, I've ate, I've ate shit all around the greater Kansas City area. So um, I'm sure maybe maybe a listener has had that feeling while watching me tell my dumb dick jokes. What was the name of that bar that had like the 50 cent wings at Moxie? Moxie, yes. Yeah. We did an open mic on Monday nights while the three patrons really just wanted to watch Monday night football. And we just told our shitty jokes to their backs while they blew smoke rings in our face. Yeah, that, was, that place was awful. Yeah, it sucked a bunch. <laughs> I have fond memories of Moxie, though. So, Wes, we'll go back to you for your number four, sir. Oh, cool. Um, I, let me see, I made a little list here. I'm going to take, and this is, this is, uh, I'm going to take Robert Altman, the film director. I've been getting, like, I'd seen some of, uh, his work. Like, I love the player and, um, but I'd like recently just like decided to do a deep dive and, and watch a bunch of it. And I mean, he's so good and so funny and so like way ahead of his time. Like I recently watched the, there's a great documentary about him on Amazon Prime right now too. And it just shows like how none of the studios or like none of the big wigs wanted to fuck with him because he was so like he basically was just doing stuff that was new and needed to be done and bringing like current um into like the 70s and late 60s and uh like getting kicked off tv shows for making them you know too real and too good um and like the cross cross talking and stuff like that but like california split i just watched for the first time and that's like already one of my like favorite movies i've ever seen and it holds up and it's super funny and you know helped us helped us uh helped introduce us to elliot gould thank who god is also yeah who's their relationship uh is amazing but yeah i just so many good movies nashville um long goodbye like i said the player just so many um yeah the player was like meta before they were kind of doing meta stuff before that was a right. thing decades before yeah and i remember i watched that in like film class in high school like in my 11th grade film class or something we watched it and i was like this is awesome and it was like made in 1990 or 91 same with like all of his stuff you're like oh wow this was made in the 70s and feels like feels relevant and good by today's yeah. standards which a lot of stuff doesn't he was on my list so yeah you bastard uh, <laughs> i had him on there i i just went back and rewatched a bunch of like whodunit movies so i watched gosford park which i'd never seen that's i haven't watched that's on my list so yeah, that's great i love 
love um he did the movie version of a prairie home companion but that movie was great mm-hmm. robert altman great pick from kansas city and i've actually never seen he made a movie called kansas city which i've yeah, yeah. jeremy let's go to you for your next pick sir i'm gonna go with uh with tech nine how can you not my next one. Oh dang see it and I, I don't know if i'm cheating because i'm going out of order but i didn't i don't know the rules and i didn't prepare so i don't no, care no, no. um and and for me again this one is personal in, in working at, at boulevard um you know when when Bulu was made, I got to meet Tech Nine, and I took him in for a couple of radio interviews. At um, and, and the one that, that blew my mind the most was we're sitting at six ten and on on the morning show talking with um, with Fesco and um, and Kling, and uh, I, I just had a moment where I kind of like zoned out listening to him talk about what he was doing, and I realized that if you were to tune in and not know who Tech Nine is or what he does, but just know that he's an artist and listening to him talk about his art and the way he approaches it and the way he feels about his audience and their interaction was mind-blowing. I feel like anybody tuning in would have been like, I don't know what this guy does, but I want to go see him do it. And then also to just to see the way that he reps Kansas City so hard all the time. Um, but I, I was really blown away with how cool the guy was. I, I you know, I, I knew Tech Nine's music um, being from here, but I, I wouldn't say I was a fan necessarily, but I walked away from that interaction with him being a real fan of the dude and having a ton of respect for the art. For sure. I, uh, like, when I moved to Kansas City, I knew a little, I'd heard a couple verses, but then when I was there, you know, obviously, he's everywhere, and uh, big, you know, like you said, reps it hard, and you start, uh, you know, people mention him more, and he's around, so I started listening, and I was like, man, he's so good, and then we did an open mic at some bar downtown at a, a weird, at a, like, and nobody was there for us. They didn't know comedy was going to be there. We just kind of like sprung it on him, but Tech Nine was like a weeknight too. It was like a Monday or a yeah, it was like a Monday or a Tuesday, just a weird. And it ends up he's sitting just at the bar and he watches the whole thing, like laughs at what's funny, but is like very gracious, like watches the whole open mic and then like takes a picture with all of us at the end, like says what's up, Ooh. like he was just like couldn't be fucking cooler and like you said and like that was like oh that made me a fan for life just because uh, and not to mention he's a fucking badass lyrically, but oh yeah. Uh, it made me a uh, made me a big fan just because he was so cool and like anyone else. I mean, real people should have gotten out of there when we started telling jokes. But you obviously have somewhere better to be, man. I know you do. Oh, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you can be anywhere. Um, yeah. And you want to be here. super cool. Right. And, and, <laughs> Made me a fan for sure. I saw him fly back from, uh, I can't remember where I was coming back from. It was a work trip with Four Hands and he and uh, some of the people he works with were, were on the same flight and he flew back in, in regular people seats with everyone. And I'm like, that's a real dude right there because right. Tech Nine does not have to fly coach. That's right. But Tech Nine flies coach, and I thought that was cool. I've never heard a bad story about him. Like, I mean, some people are like, oh, that person's kind of a dick, or sure. never never a bad thing about Tech Nine. And no. then just technically his performances are unparalleled. It was amazing to watch him. Yeah. And even, like I said again, even if that's not your style of music, you, you recognize someone who's so technically proficient that you, you, you're you aware of his immense talent by seeing the show. Even if you don't right. like it, you're like, that might not be my thing, but that was cool. Right. And could have gone to do, you know, gone and done labels, you know, other places and all that stuff, but chose to chose to really keep it in, keep his hub in KC and, you know, start a record label in KC, which is super cool to just keep it in the town. And keep all that money. He's smart. Yeah, man. exactly. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. smart. <laughs> I'll go to my next pick here. This is someone I didn't know was from Kansas City until I looked this up. I'm going to go with Diane Weist. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you sleeper pick towards the uh, end. 
Yeah, um, I had no idea that she was from Kansas. I didn't either. Until about twenty minutes ago. Um, she's so great, though. Uh, I mean, let them all her, let them all talk. That new movie with her and uh, Meryl Streep on uh, HBO Max is like it's she's so good, amazing in that. Um, and she's yeah, once again, just like brightens up the screen every time she's on. It is always fun, bringing a good energy. Just a sight for sore eyes, always. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at her Wikipedia right now. I mean, she was she I mean, did everything. Yeah, I mean, like. 40 Woody Allen movies where she's great in all of them. Yeah, uh, she might be in that new Woody Allen documentary, which I don't think is going to be very flattering to Mr. Woody Allen. I was going to say, well, I'm sure, I'm sure he, <laughs> I'm sure he was appropriate with her being that she was of age and a, uh, yeah. not a family member. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, so that is my next pick. That's Diane Weist, apparently from Kansas City, but if incredible. I, if, I I didn't mean, throw, if I didn't throw in a Cops and Robertsons, uh, <laughs> because as the mother, as married to Chevy Chase in a very underrated, very, very uh, little scene gym called Cops and Robertsons, uh, that I watched growing up like all the time because I'm a psycho. Uh, it's so funny um she's great in that edward scissorhands i mean my god yeah dude, cage so yeah she's uh she's one of the greats uh, diane weist apparently from kansas city missouri yeah i hope she gets uh i think that they'll give um murphy brown what's i can't think okay, of her name. yeah i think they'll give her maybe a nod but um diane weist was so good in that in that new movie uh, with meryl streep yeah that's uh i i had no like, i didn't think i would like a movie about older women that takes place on a cruise and uh <laughs> that's it's right. amazing it's really great <laughs> That was right up my alley. <laughs> Wes, let's go to you for your next pick. Oh, um, okay. Um, you did Don Cheadle and Robert Altman. Yes. So, oh, it's between two, but I got to take, I'm going to take Chris Cooper. Oh, man. Uh, who I love. Uh, but um, just always a pro, always bringing his A game. Just a great, great actor. Adaptation, Capote, he's great in. Uh, so just so many great roles. Every time he shows up, I'm like, I'm very happy that you're in this film and gonna bring some. And he, I listened to his uh, WTF with Mark Maron, and it's like super cool, like down to earth dude, and just like he's like a good old boy, but with sense. Like you know, he's just like yeah. he's he's, uh, he's like a he's normal like a working. Dude. He's a working class dude, but. Yeah. With, but smart and with like, you know, feelings. Uh, <laughs> and he just seemed like a, you know, a straight shooter and a, and a good dude. And that just goes along with him being an incredible actor. He's, he's always a, he's great. A, he's an American beauty, man. I mean, like, yeah, we, I know Kevin Spacey's problematic, but um, like, yes? I remember, I, uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm glad he's not from Kansas City. Um, <laughs> but I remember seeing that movie when I was, uh, I, I was studying uh, theater performance and I was a bunch of theater dorks and if, if you want to have a terrible time in a movie, go with a bunch of actors because they'll just rip the shit apart right. every time. But everyone walked away from that movie not being able to say anything negative and like, I look back at that movie as being like, kind of like life, like phil philosophically changing. And you're like, well, you feel different having watched that movie and just being aware of, uh, I, I don't know, like everybody's got something going on that you're not aware of what was kind of a big takeaway from that movie. And he was so good in it. For sure. I, my mom recently brought up, uh, I made her take me, I was like super obsessed with like film and stuff and, Kev and Kevin Spacey at the time, uh, which if, if he only would have known. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when I was, um, I guess I was like 12, maybe 11 or 12 when that movie came out and I made her take me and my Christian friend to go see it. And oh, it just immediately starts with Spacey jerking off in the shower. And yeah. my, mom, my mom just turned red and couldn't believe she had like, just cause I made it like, I was like, I'm going to go see the best picture of the year. I can't wait, take me to see this. And then it just starts that way. And she could have, you know, she couldn't sink lower into her seat. And she brought that up <laughs> and 
I was just dying laughing. I was like, oh yeah, that was that, that and taking me to see something about Mary when I was 10 are probably two, <laughs> Holy parental, crap. two, two parental uh, mistakes on her point that turned me into the person I am today. <laughs> in in defense of your best. mother, you couldn't just Google a trailer back then though. Right, right. Like if, if my son were to ask, hey dad, take this movie, I'm going to watch the trailer first. And right. in fairness, well, like- she, she just like trusted me because I like knew way more about movies already than her at that age and was like so excited to go see these things I wanted to see so she just he just followed my lead which you know she's learned now is not the thing to do <laughs> yeah she learned that with time Patrick Patrick's learned that the hard way <laughs> uh Jeremy what's your next picture I'm gonna go with um Mary Atkins do you guys know who she is I'm not too familiar so she is um the Atkins from Nelson Atkins Museum oh and many many moons ago I mean this is in she died in, in 1911, and when that happened, she left around 300 grand um, to, to the museum with the intention of starting it. And by the time the museum actually opened, um, the sum had increased to be like $700,000. So her, her donation was combined with, with William Rockhill Nelson to make the Nelson Atkins Museum. So um, what, what's cool about her is her husband had a very successful business and she you know, was, was a homemaker while he ran that. But when he died, she sort of took over his real estate business and helped grow that wealth as well instead of just sort of resting on that. Um, and I just think the Nelson is top three places in Kansas City, just so culturally significant. Not, I mean, not only to Kansas City, but to the Midwest, it's, it's such a gem. So I think it's really cool that uh, Mary Atkins is from here and was able to, to help make the, the Nelson Atkins a reality. That's great. Yeah, I definitely should have known who both those people were. <laughs> And, well, uh, a lot of people know. do every day, so that's great. I did the you Atkins know. diet in high school. I don't know. If I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no carbs. The original no carbs. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if she has anything to do with that. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've not gotten that far in my research on her. I actually okay. learned that I was flying out of uh, of the Kansas City airport, and that fact is on a um, one of the little shelter houses they have where you wait for the shuttle and economy parking. There's this big blurb about Mary Atkins, and I wasn't aware of that until this was yeah. several years ago. I read that. I'm like, holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, <laughs> I learned something new today, which I, you know, doesn't happen most days. Um, <laughs> my number two pick, let's see here. I'm going to have to go with uh, Janelle Monet just because uh, she's she's amazing. I, I do like her music a lot. Uh, she does a lot for Kansas City, too. She's also an incredible actress. For sure. Yeah, she's uh, very, very talented. I didn't know a ton about her great. until uh, a few years ago when she came back to town for there, like, there was like an art festival yeah she came back for and that's that's when i really figured out who she was but then i went back and listened to um so the way it happens with all things that are popular now i'll i'll get around to checking them out in three or four years and be devastated like um like i fell in love with the band fun and they're like oh yeah they broke up and i'm like oh they're really good but um she appears on a version of um is it is it we are we are young is that the name of the song Oh yeah, by fun. Yeah, yeah. She appears on a version of that kind of a stripped down version with Nate Roos that's really beautiful. She has such a cool voice. And I heard that and then I check out more of her music and I'm like, you guys know about Janelle Monet? And they're like, Yeah, everybody knows about Janelle Monet, man. I uh I was super into Outcast, obviously, that a lot of people are, but um, and I think she was early, early on their Idlewild CD, which is not their best album as the soundtrack to that that movie that came out. But that's where I like first remember seeing her name. And then years later, 
when I was like living in KC and she kind of started blowing up, but I was like, Oh yeah, that's, um, she had like, she was on like two songs on that outcast album, but, um, um, yeah, she's great though. And like, yeah, excited, excited to see her do some more acting too. She's always very good. She's one of the ones the only time anyone's talked about that movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Right there, yeah. <laughs> well, if we, if we were doing top five movies, I don't know. It's definitely the best movie that outcast has made. Next, next, next to cops and robbers. <laughs> it's right there. So yeah, Janelle Monet, that is my number two pick. Wesley, let's go to you for your number two pick, bud. Okay. I'm going to do uh, Bird, Charlie Parker. Um, Got to do Bird. Um, I, you know, I love I'm, I love jazz music. I don't care what people say about it. <laughs> it's so fucking good, especially Bebop, which, you know, he basically invented um, or helped invent. And uh, I like, I've always loved jazz. And then this last, like, during this pandemic, I've got like just super into it. And there's like a jazz radio station here that I like, if I'm in the car, that's, um what I listen to and like it's just like nice to have on in the house while I'm doing something I kind of it's it's I don't know I love Charlie Parker and and jazz and and bebop especially um but that's something that kind of you know could seem like a stock answer he's probably one of the most famous people you know in terms of American history from KC but it's like I truly fucking have been listening to a shit ton of him recently and he's so good Charlie Parker's great and we were we just did an episode earlier we were talking about um all the jazz clubs and stuff around here and how I, I don't go out and see enough jazz because like there's there's so much great jazz in Kansas City too right and that was so, yeah that was something and you know when I lived there we were all broke drunk idiots and uh um, not not a lot has changed but uh, <laughs> um but yeah so like i didn't really you know we were out doing i was out doing comedy at open mics most nights but that was something that i wish i would have taken more advantage of for sure there was went out a couple on dates and stuff to a couple but you know there's when you got such a great scene there it's hard you should take advantage yeah uh most most of my jazz knowledge comes from la la land so maybe go <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe go out to a club tonight where they're just sitting and, um, it's a good time it's a great time to hit a jazz club but i think so right now and their spit valves on the audience and it's perfect yeah absolutely that's a really good pick charlie didn't uh forrest whitaker play him in a movie yeah yeah, movie. yeah. he was uh, really good in that movie it's a great movie. That's a, yeah, that's a really good movie. And I almost hit Forrest Whitaker with my car in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> I was texting on my phone and I looked up and I just, there was a very angry Forrest Whitaker that I was close to hitting. And, you know, he's got the eye. So, like, I mean, right. he, unmestakably Forrest yeah, Whitaker. Yeah, could, have been, could have been either one of your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, any, any dirty look is made even dirtier with his eye. Yeah. Automatically. Yeah. He could have been very happy. Yeah. Who knew? Um, right. You don't want to make idiot I mean, man. <laughs> well, Jeremy, what's your number pick too, sir? So I, I have Charlie Parker on my list as well, but I'm, I'm going to go with another guy that's um, quite different, but but similar as far as uh, debauchery and, and rabble-rousing goes. And uh, he's a horrible person, and I'm not defending this person at all, but I'm going to say Tom Pendergast, based solely on what, what Tom and other political bosses of that time did to keep Kansas City wet during Prohibition and really allow Kansas City to become that cultural center where um you know jazz and um organized crime and uh overconsumption just the debauchery of, of all of that that era um was was enabled by his awful evil control of the city but in in the interest of money making sort of uh kept kansas city the paris of the plains you know no that's that's a really good pick uh i had him on, on my list too did you okay um yeah and i i also like i i had some of like the uh, serial killers too which i didn't know if i <laughs> do that or not uh figure like craig laser that was enough let's just do one bad person yeah. 
Did you have uh, did you have Bob Berdella on your list? Yes. Did you really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> My aunt used hey, to it's... drive me by his house to freak me out when I was a kid. She's like, that's a Berdella house. I'm like, okay, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like people, there's like tours and stuff. I mean, that go by that house. Oh, man. And is, isn't it his stuff that's in the flea market? Or is that where? Oh, I don't know. Is it? I think one of my friends was telling me something about Bob Bordell on the flea market, or maybe he used to go there or I'm talking out of my ass. I, sure. I know, you can say whatever you want to about Bob Bordell though. Like you could, you, you could speak ill of the dead this week. I think. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's on that list too, for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, that's your number two. I'm going to go to mine. We got number ones now. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. Last pick. Mm-hmm. Number right. one, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Craig Kilborn. Great pick. Um, again, another person I had no idea was from Kansas City until about 20 minutes ago. There are definitely better picks, but I just kind of want to talk about Craig Kilborn first. I love Craig Kilborn, man. He was always so funny. He was so funny at ESPN and so funny when he got you know the original Daily Show. Yeah, because um, I mean it's funny. He had the Daily Show before John Stewart, and then he had the Late Late Show before Craig uh, Craig Ferguson. You know, he was one of those first people on Sports Center to be like like really funny and like bring that person like their their personality to like sure. the show and uh he was always so funny you know and that's you know in my younger years when i was you know growing up and super into sports and watching sports center and and all that shit so like he him, he me and my brother loved watching him and then yeah originally when he got on the daily show he was super funny and um you know kind of a footnote now next to john stewart but he was so his show was still so funny yeah i mean he kind of did the the snarky thing like joel McHale before joel McHale was doing that right that's uh and then he attempted acting for a small brief period of time like an he's old school. hilarious and uh old school too <laughs> where he's just yeah he was playing like the creepy guy that he uh, talks to you out there <laughs> Craig Kilborn. Oh yeah, and then he uh spoiler alert, but he died in old school, right? Didn't the car fall on top of him? Oh yeah. <laughs> Craig Kilborn. Yeah, that's my number one pick. Uh yeah, just because I, I just wanted to talk about Craig Kilborn whenever he comes yeah. up. And I think he did all those things, the Daily Show, Late Late Show, Sports Center, and then he just retired and is just li- like living a life of leisure and golfing and posts himself drinking martinis on Instagram now. Sounds great. Yeah. Must be nice. up. Yeah. <laughs> God, I wish I had talent. That's uh, my number one pick, Wes. What's your number one? Oh, who, everyone. All right. This one, um, she's new. She's new on the scene, but she's very funny and makes me laugh. I'm going to take Heidi Gardner from SNL. Um, she reps KC hard, too. Uh, yeah. But uh, she's super funny. She's like in that new class that's, you know, probably going to, she's one of the like three young people on SNL who who I can see kind of carrying the torch for the show after you know the Kate McKinnons and the Keenans and all them leave but she's like super funny all her characters on Weekend Update are super funny like yeah um she makes me and my wife laugh a lot and she's just she's very funny to me and she yeah she had that like whole KC dress on for the Super Bowl last weekend or two weekends ago she's a really good Instagram follower because she yeah she's always repping KC stuff chief stuff during the, the, the every boxer's girlfriend in the movies so good that she did like makes me laugh so so fucking hard and uh Angel is that character's name and yeah that I, I quickly put her on my list when I found out what the topic was solely based on that character yeah because it's it's so perfect and uh Whenever she tells Colin, I'm going to be in my, at my sister's with my kids. I'm taking the kids to my sister's. <laughs> and Colin's such a great straight man, but he's always like, okay, right. got right. it. Yeah. Which is like, are you sure? Like, I'll be at my sister's with my kids. Like, <laughs> sure. I need you to know this, Colin. And it's it's so brilliant. I love that character so yeah. much. I mean, the first time she did it, I was like, who is this? She's yeah. hilarious. And then, and then her, like, what, Bailey Gizmert or whatever, the YouTube person yes. is super funny where she's, 
like and subscribe. <laughs> she's very, very funny. So my my kid watches YouTube videos and uh that and her her influencer or um the influencer stuff and then the the kid canceling, like it's all this it's it's the people that he watches, you know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what's up? We're back and like and subscribe and smash that follow button. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. kill myself, man. Yeah, the kid, <laughs> so the good. kid canceling duo from last week or two weeks ago or whatever it was super funny too. So um, yeah, so that's that'll Maybe round me out. I feel pretty good about mine. So it's a good that's one. A pick. That's good. Uh, Jeremy, what's your number one? Um, well, this is a person that I did not know was from Kansas City either, and I'm gonna go with Harrison Ford. Oh fuck yeah, Harrison yeah. Ford's from Kansas City. Well, my Google search that I did, like when this started, says it is. So if somebody's listening and it's wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm just gonna roll with it that he's absolutely from. I'll look at Wikipedia right now to make sure I'm not lying, but. When I when I looked up famous celebrities from Kansas City, uh, he was born in Chicago, Illinois. Damn it! Damn. <laughs> Why does it say he's from Kansas City? That's not fair. That was just the where he cr- crashed his last plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, he does it, love man. to crash planes. He really does. He crashed his plane into the labor and delivery ward. <laughs> so it, it was a mix-up where it said he got born, but. Well then, fine. I'll say I'll say Rob Riggle and. Um, because he he reps Kansas City hard, and he came back and spoke at the um, the Chamber of Commerce dinner a couple of years ago, and this is while he owned um, the now closed brick and mortar in Waldo, the the bar that opened where Tanner's was, and he was really funny with the speech. He he brought up the fact that he owned this bar, and he's like, I'm not going to plug it too much. Just want to make sure you guys know that I'm you know invested in and rooted in Kansas City. And then he's like, you know, um, Tuesdays can be kind of rough, but you know, what makes a Tuesday better is the Reuben at brick and mortar. Come on down to Waldo and. Throughout the entire speech, he kept throwing in these ridiculous plugs for his uh, his restaurant. It was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, he seems like a good dude, like a regular guy. I mean, he's ridiculous, but he seems like this is who he really is when he's in front of people. I think that's cool. Well, yeah, and then Riggle, Rudd, Sudeikis, all those guys do the, uh, what's it called? Oh, Big Slick, yeah. Yeah, Big Slick. Um, so yeah, they do a lot for the Children's Hospital. What assholes. Yeah, I they think- do, Yeah, they do a lot of stuff they don't have to, which I think is cool. I think he's he can be a, a try hard, but but- um i do think you know he's very funny when when he some of the time <laughs> in, in small doses smaller doses maybe i, I had to um, pivot because i had heidi gardner based solely on angel so i, I had to make right, a quick right. choice there and rob, yeah, rob i think rob with good material too is like fun but oh yeah um i think it's a little uh i don't know like some of the nfl stuff and stuff where it's like I don't know. They, he doesn't really have a lot to work with. Sure, sure. Did you guys leave any on the table, or were there any you considered? I think all mine got got taken pretty much. Um, I, I I mean Walt Disney's there, but he's also a Nazi, so I didn't want to stay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. As long as we're taking terrible people, he could have been taken. But he's there with Bob Bordello. But he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd take. Uh, I don't know. You took Craig Laser. He's basically a Nazi. Uh, I mean. Yeah, not in so many words, but I think that he, you know, he identified as a Nazi. He may be, he may be Jewish, but I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely a white supremacist. Yeah. Joe, Joe Crawford is one that I, I thought about picking, um, but but yeah, she's pr- a little problematic as well. <laughs> oh, Eddie Griffin's from Kansas City. I almost picked Eddie Griffin. Oh yeah, I forgot. I thought about. I don't know. I didn't. I know Eminem's from St. Joseph, but I didn't know if that, that counted. But he's from St. Joseph and may have spent some time in Kansas City, but I didn't want to. I saw that too. Yeah, there was someone I was looking up and they said they were from like Lee Summit. I'm like, well, that doesn't really count. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a David Cook Blue Springs connection or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, Pat Matheny, jazz uh, musician. Yep. Uh, just because I wanted to say Matheny because it sounds like Mawini. Absolutely. Ed Asner. 
Oh, great, Ed Asner. Z- oh, uh, Zach and I one time uh, went out to dinner with Ed Asner's uh, brother. Ted Asner? Yeah, <laughs> Jerry <laughs> Asner. <laughs> um, Eddie, Eddie Griffin's a good choice just because of that uh, the stuff in The New Guy. With, is it is it uh, Quarles? Is it Zach Quarles that they actually name? Oh, or? EJ Quarles. EJ Quarles. Yeah, yeah. The, the crazy guy stuff he teaches him in that movie is so good. I, I thought of, that's the first thing I thought of when I when I saw Eddie Griffin's name when I was researching this, you know. Um, and then yeah, when I was a kid, I mean, there were he had like a streak where he was in like a in a lead in a bunch of movies. Yeah, like I loved all his movies. Double double take with Orlando Orlando Jones. Uh, that um, was a great. I remember movie. we had my uh, uncle sold um, stolen cable boxes or like descramble cable boxes, and yes. it, and then that came on like pay per view. And so I watched it probably 400 times because it was just on all the time and on the pay-per-view channel for like a month. Yeah. So I've seen Double Take. That and uh, like the replacements. Probably probably more than any human being on Earth. <laughs> that and Swim Fan. Oh, Swim Fan. <laughs> I think that's on HBO Max now. Yeah. I thought about that movie in a long time. Jesse Bradford, Erica Christensen. Erica Christensen, where she at? <laughs> Who's the, who's the gal that looks a lot like her? Um, Julia Stiles? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. They're like the same. Julia Stiles hasn't been in much lately. It was like the Bourne movies, and then she was in Silver Linings Playbook. Can't think of anything else. We don't need to talk about Julia Stiles. <laughs> Is she from Kansas City? Uh, yes. It doesn't matter. So she's not. Um, right. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll, we'll take the Stiles talk off there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we go, uh, Wes, we'll start with you. Do you want to give your social media, what you got going on, second internet, things you want to promote? Yeah, sure. I, uh, you can find me at Wes Van Horn on Twitter. I think it's just my name, at Wes Van Horn Comedy on Instagram. But what I'd really like you to do is uh, check out my new comedy blog website type thing. Uh, it's called The Second Internet. You can find it at 2ndsecondinternet.com and uh, we're at Second Internet on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. But uh, it's just me and my buddy doing just ridiculous shit. So um, it's fun and we're having fun with it. And we just started it and there's already like 20 articles you can read that are stupid, kind of like click hole in the onion type stuff, but more absurd and dumb. Yeah, it's uh, it's really funny. I, I've, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Jeremy, how about you, sir? So uh, I'm my Twitter handle is Jeremy underscore Danner. Um, I, I would say do not Google image search me. It's a mess. Um, don't, don't go there. But uh, if, if you're like a porn star, Jeremy Danner. No, 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 no. It's my, my Google image search is wacky, man. I, I've, I've had beers with too many people in my time. I could never run for office. Um, but uh, if you would like to drink the beer that I sell, uh, check out Four Hands. We're available throughout Missouri. Um, find us on both the, the Missouri and Kansas side of Kansas City. And if you, if you tweet at me, I'm happy to help you track it down. And if you enjoyed what I said, uh, please enjoy our beer. And if you did not, please don't complain about me to the brewery on Twitter. Uh, just, <laughs> just don't. It'll be easier if you don't. Um, yeah, please don't do yeah, that. Don't try to get me fired because I didn't know Harrison Ford wasn't from here, from here. <laughs> um, my bad, y'all. <laughs> we figured it out. We, you know, it's uh, not a problem anymore. Yeah, I pivoted. And I, I defended Tom Pendergast a little bit. But not a ton. So I was, gonna take Teddy, I was gonna take Teddy Pendergrass, but <laughs> <laughs> you have that list on Twitter of things you won't talk about. So I, I was cognizant to make sure I didn't like pick anything that was on there. I mean, I'll talk about those things here. I'm just never gonna tweet about them again because it's not worth it. Okay, no, the one that caught my eye that you said you wouldn't tweet about again was soundproof booths. Dude. What happened dude. when you tweeted about that? So um, to combat like the stress of working in an open office environment. 
companies started making these little booths that you can put in an office for making a phone call or having a private conversation. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. They're literally a phone booth without a phone in it is, is what it is. And I made fun of it because I thought it was stupid. And apparently people who have these little phone booths in their offices really like them. Um, and I'm a jerk for suggesting that they're silly. And I, I was really surprised. I, I really stepped in the hornet's nest of soundproof, uh, soundproof booth supporters in doing so. And then I also referenced uh, the old cone of silence from Get Smart. Yeah. And, and nobody my age knew what I was talking about. And parents don't follow me on Twitter. So wow. soundproof booth Twitter is ruthless, it turns out. Dude, I had I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Like, people were like, you don't understand what it's like to be in an open office. And I'm like, I do. Hashtag and, not all sound booths. Right. And if, <laughs> and if you don't hate being in an open office, you're the reason someone hates being in an open office is what I found out. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm the guy who ruins the open office. So my bad. I love that. <laughs> thank you guys so much for doing this. I really appreciate both of you doing it. Yeah, bro, thank, thank you. you for having me. I, uh, I hope I don't get too, uh, you know, uh, destroyed for not actually being from Kansas City. But uh, I lived there for a while and still work, like for, a company, I know, still work for a company fine. based out of there. So. You're, you're meeting up with Harrison Ford after this, aren't me you? Me and Harrison Son of Ford a bitch. are going to go flying. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's only got one engine on the Cessna, but I think <laughs> we're going to make it work, he says. So good. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. Before we go, I will recap these lists here real quick. Wes's top five was number five, Don Cheadle. Number four, Robert Altman. Number three, Chris Cooper. Number two, Charlie Parker. And number one, Heidi Gardner. Jeremy's top five was number five, Paul Rudd. Number four, Tech Nine. Number three, Mary Adkins. Number two, Tom Pendergast. And number one, Rob Riggle. My top five was number five, huge piece of shit, Craig Glazer. Number four, Jason Sudeikis. Number three, Diane Wiest. Number two, Janelle Monet, And number one, Craig Kilborn. As always, huge thank you to Kansas City band Dog Lava for letting me use their music. Check them out on Spotify or follow them on Instagram at Dog Lava. If you have ideas for future topics we should do on the show or guests that I should book on the program, please let me know. I am at Patrick Moore KC on Twitter and Instagram. And the show is now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you use either of those things, please subscribe and give us five stars and leave comments and tell me to go fuck myself. And all those things are appreciated. Thank you so much. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. And please donate to The Pitch because they need money. So thanks a lot. I'm Patrick Moore. I'll see you next time on KC Top 5. This was a production of the Pitch Podcast Network. The Pitch is Kansas City's independent source for news and culture. Check out thepitchkc.com to see more podcasts from us, including information for how to subscribe to The Pitch or become a sustaining member. Story ideas or feedback? Write to tips at thepitchkc.com. Pitch in and we'll make it through.